suggested pressure points with your two favorite hosts in the business. I'm sweet, sweet, sweet D. And this is my gorgeous little baby AJ. We're hitting you with season three, episode 14, Lost Inventions. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points of Pressure. out of a little bit of time there sorry about that everybody you know i feel I like our intros away. kind of turn people away yeah from that, the show that's fair it is what it is yeah get no, out of fine. here if you don't like it yeah but that's okay we we made it through the intro they just don't know where to find us on instagram and twitter no i rushed it yeah, yeah i was in there yeah we're good um oh how you been yeah. oh not too bad still waiting on that that auction i won from last week still oh. hasn't come Jeez. usually takes a couple weeks get though. together um God. What what are we gonna eat after this? We've been podcasting and doing work all day. I'm all hungry. fucking day. We've had um, almost half a gallon Jesus of Christ, fucking cold brew coffee. Concentrate. It's a thick one. Undiluted. I'm still managing to yawn. Uh, I don't really know. I'm the worst to ask this question. I am very indecisive when it comes to food. Look at me. Do I look like I am? strict on my decisions as to what goes into my body it looks like you should know exactly what your body wants oh god dude i just hook up like a fucking trough and pour it all <laughs> in at the same time yeah uh, and then we meet we're both eating and then we meet in the middle yeah. and it's like a lady in the tramp yeah sweet little tender kiss oh, <laughs> oh man. man welcome back it's fucking monday it is yeah uh done anything lately no. We're restarting the episode. Are we doing? We already no. talked about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I want to eat, but yeah, I'm let's hungry. get to it. Yeah. I hope my my tumbly doesn't rumbly on the microphone. It's gonna end it better. Mm. Uh, what you got for me this week? Lost inventions. I've thought about this one for a while, but mostly because there's a lot of conspiracy theories about like, oh, an engine that can run on water, and uh, and the person mysteriously died, but wasn't ever able to prove it in public that it actually worked really existed yeah, yeah things well, like that and then there there are some inventions that exist and we just don't use them like there's a a type of engine that the chambers kind of shaped like a triangle and it uses a singular rolling piston to create to constantly have like th- different gas chambers Interesting. so like as it, it opens one area it oh, gets the like fuel boom, boom, and then it boom, closes boom. the fuel intake oh okay and it yeah, it becomes a vapor, and then it pushes that vapor out, and Jesus. it's super cool. It exists. They they put it in some small cars and in some motorcycles, but never really took off because nobody could ever fix them because no mechanics knew how to fix them. <laughs> but it, it's great. Like it, it does. It, it has really good gas mileage, and it doesn't break down that often. Huh. But we, as a society, have to decide to transfer completely over to it. Uh before it's or screwed. Yeah, makes sense. It's kind of like what what Tesla is doing where they're trying to get more and more charging stations across uh, the United yeah. States to make their plan Until viable. Until they have them, it's not a very, like, it's not a sensible... Yeah. In certain areas, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what you got? What's number one? So number me. one, Greek fire. You ever heard of that? Greek fire? Like Greek I, fire. I, no. I've heard of, like, I mean, I'm sure that Greece had fires. Yes. They had a coin. Greece fires? Greek fire. What's a Greek fire? So, Is that like a... Uh, an oil fire? No, I'm starting. It's a weapon. Starting off with a weapon of war. It was oh. created by the Byzantine Empire in 672. It's a long time ago. It Basically, they had been at war with a lot of different places, a lot of different people spread out, and they started losing. 
And then a group of, they think it's a group of chemists, invented Greek fire. It was used to light ships on fire. They would use a siphon or like a tube to <laughs> spray it onto the water. Oh, God. And then it would and it light. Would, flo- would it when float it, on top? It would float on top. And when it touched the water, ah, it would light. Interesting. And then it would like basically, like an oil slick, go towards the other, yeah. the enemy ships and light the enemy ships on fire. It's like they, they lit the water itself on I've fire. I've got the drawing. I'm going to look these up as you type them. Good. So I'm intrigued. It's a dude with like a horn. Did you find that one onto the ship? <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking he's about. He's got a little horn and he's pointing it at the, uh, these other guys. And they're just casually sitting there getting sprayed with fire. They're just like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. I love these artists. So it, it obviously led to a ton of victories. They would also use it on land, like to break sieges, because you it was super difficult to put out. The only things that would put it out is old urine, strong vinegar, <laughs> or sand. <laughs> That's it. Old urine. Yep. Nice. They think it's some some kind of chemical reaction. So uh, as, a, as a preventative measure, you would just... Piss on yourself. No, you'd just get oh. like a 90-year-old that's on every ship, and he hasn't pissed for days. Like, this guy is pent up. He's He's got a bladder infection. It's not looking good. Greek fire gets dumped on you. Dude, just release. No, no, he's got that Gary. He's got that weak prostate, so it'll just go... Yeah, exactly. It's like a clogged garden hose. So obviously, people didn't usually keep old urine, strong vinegar, or sand on their ships. So it was really effective for a long time. They didn't? Yeah. Surprising, right? Yeah, as I was saying, tubes and siphons mostly, or it would be poured on people. Um, And they they even invented handheld devices, basically a flamethrower that would spray this shit out. (laughs) There's a picture on there, too, of some dude on like a siege tower alone with one of these. It kind of looks like one of the, like a leaf blower with a shorter stem. And it would just spray this shit out onto the walls and just burn it all up. Great. They would also, of course, set up a catapult, put a rock on there, pour some of this shit on the rock, light the rock on fire, and launch that shit into your city. (laughs) And then later on, as they developed more, they invented caltrop-filled grenades, like ceramic balls with caltrops and the fuel in it, light it on fire, and toss it. And basically napalm with spiky balls. With caltrops. Jesus. <laughs> Beautiful. The Extra secret, effective. E- extremely effective. Eventually, you know, different ships or different uh, people would, they learned, oh, don't get close to these guys because they'll light us on fire. We need, yeah. so they would, it pushed forward the evolution of warfare to the point where they would create, different people would create like longer range weapons for ships. Oh, okay. Because of this. So like it completely changed Interesting. the military forever. Um, they The secret of the recipe was kept. It was a military secret, and basically, if they had like the military chemists working, they would each only know a certain part of it, oh, and they would work yeah. together to create it without Cover telling their the other bases people. So that not everybody. Yeah, there were like, people would try to infiltrate them to figure out what it is, <laughs> and then they realize, oh, I only have this one part. <laughs> Shit. Well, part one's done. On to the next kidnapping. <laughs> it was a really smart way to do it, but it it ended up with us having no idea what's in it. Like there are certain accounts of like partial partial recipes. People who said, "Oh, it's like you get some pine resin, you get some sulfur, and you rub it on the resin, and that's part of it." <laughs> and different people were like, "And that's step seven. <laughs> they also said that when it deployed on on land, it would create. A boom and smoke. So they thought for a long time maybe it was some kind of like saltpeter early form of gunpowder. Yeah. But interesting. As far as we could tell, it doesn't work at all like that because it wouldn't work on water. Gunpowder gets wet. You're kind of fucked. Yeah. 
Only a little bit, though. Only slightly. Right? Only only mostly fucked. Only mostly, yeah. So, pretty cool, like, advanced warfare, Manhattan-level, <laughs> like, the Manhattan Project-level compartmentalization, <laughs> and now we'd have no idea how to do it. When was when When did they have this? Seven, six, or 672. Jesus. So, long-ass time yeah, ago. Yeah, damn. Good on them. <laughs> so, the next one, there's a lot of Roman inventions. Oh, dude, I'm oh my sure. God. Like, those guys... When when I was younger and I discovered that they had, like, they had developed sewage systems and, like, water systems for their city, I was like, how? Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I didn't get it. That's one I, I specifically didn't go into, but now I'm going to talk about it, is their irrigation system, their sewage systems, their, all of that was pretty much unique at that time. And mm-hmm. after the Roman Empire fell, we didn't have it for hundreds of years until it was, like, their aqueducts, their aqueducts were <laughs> rediscovered. Hundreds of years after they fell, and we just didn't have them. That's wild. So, you know, who knows what else we've already discovered but lost, which is why I love this topic. Yeah. So this next one is flexible glass. Kind of like plexiglass, but <laughs> actual glass, not plastic. So you mean to tell me that back then I could have had a cell phone that I can crumple up and toss in my pocket? No problem. No Let's questions say yes. asked. <laughs> so a, a craftsman approached Emperor Tiberius... Kaiser, no, it's Caesar, with a small bowl made of glass. It was this, like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to show you this invention that I created. And he basically said, hey, emperor, break this glass bowl. And he said, okay, smash it on the ground, beat the shit out of it, like kick the shit out of this thing. (laughs) It sounds like like an Elon Musk thing. He's like, hey, come up here and throw a a giant ball bearing through the Cybertruck window or what was it Cybertruck what the fuck was I think it? so something yeah. like that he's like throw it through the window it's like, it sounds like the same kind of thing it was it's this like except this probably turned out a lot better yeah this worked so <laughs> it yeah basically this glass like it had the the weight the texture the feeling of glass but it just dented and then he just took out a little hammer and like hit it back into place The and it, it like really quickly just popped Boink. back into place Jesus awesome so he, the emperor was like, this is amazing. How do you, like, do you know how to, you know how to make this? Does, does anybody else know how to make this? Like, you got to get this locked down. You got to hide this. And he said, no, no, I'm the only one who knows how to make it. And I'll give it to you as a gift. I'll give you the <laughs> recipe. And he said, nope, psych, bitch. Guards came in, chopped his head off. I, see, the thing is that, like, mm-hmm. so much of this, it's just like, why? Why, why he, did you he just says kill why. him? It was told that he was worried that this material would devalue gold and silver to the point where it would not be usable as a currency because this material would be worth so much. Oh, my God. So to to keep his stable economy, he beheaded this dude. That has just this, like, Amazing groundbreaking invention. tech. Surprisingly enough, I would not put it past, like, today's Oh, leaders. anybody. They're like, oh, oh, we have technology that you can run your car on your own shit. Kill him. Like, yeah. bullet to the brain. Zip- Sorry about it. He shot himself in the head two times. Suicide. But then he zipped himself <laughs> up into a suitcase and threw himself into a river. Twice in the back of the head. Yes. Suicide. Yeah. God damn. So that one was, I thought that one was really cool because it was basically upheld by like, what's his name? Pliny the Elder or whatever his name was. Different historians basically said, yeah, this did happen. Jesus. And I say historians, but more like smart dudes from the time period God. documented it. Oh, man. The next one, hopefully, this one's more common. It was Starlight. Have you ever heard of Starlight? No. So back in like 1909, Bakelite was invented. It was like a resin-based plastic. 
Okay. It's been completely like taken over by modern plastics. It's actually the first plastic to be considered vintage. Oh. I have a pipe that's made of it. Oh, okay. Um, so that's kind of where the name was from, like Starlight, Bakelite. It's it's kind of it's more of a metal, but it's polymer. It, it, it's hard to classify what this material was. But I just realized I mistyped the person who invented its last name. Ah, it's all good. So I need you to look that up. But Maurice right. Bakelite. No, Starlight. Oh, Starlight. Starlight. Is it like spelled? S-T-A-R-L-I-T-E. So it was invented by Maurice something in the 70s. Uh, uh, Maurice Ward. Ward. Okay. Maurice Ward invented it during the 70s. Starlight was a material that could basically, it was an insulator from extreme heat. Hmm. It was shown on a TV series and got a lot of publicity during like the 70s, 70s and 80s. It was shown to withstand on TV a 10,000 degree Celsius laser. Jesus. It could survive. No problem. They coated an egg in it and then they put a blowtorch to the egg for five minutes, I didn't and then it. they cut it off. They were able to pick it up right then. It didn't have to cool down. Oh my god! Crack it open, and it was raw. Man, that when was this made? The seventies. Man, it would have been nice if they had that at the uh, oh fuck ace campsite. You're right. Coat the yourself same in that. Yeah. yeah, you'd be fine. You'd be you'd fine. be fine if you like plasti well, dipped yourself in starlight. Well, it was actually <laughs> considered ninety percent organic and non toxic. Apparently, they fed it to horses and dogs, and it was fine. Dude, imagine- It is like, edible. Imagine you th- you're you stranded, you're in the mountains, and you're like, you're lost, you've been lost for days, the only thing you have is your horse, and you're like, I, I gotta do it, I gotta, like, just eat him. You cut him open, like, you pull out his innards, and you go to cook him, and it's like, still just not cooking. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going yes. on? <laughs> Everybody should drink this. You'll be completely invulnerable. Yeah, to exactly. Eat. You'd be fine. You'll be unedible by eating the edible thing. Um, he he stated it, it. He was Maurice Ward himself was a hairstylist and amateur chemist. <laughs> Apparently, like there there was a ground based airplane accident where fifty five people died in forty seconds, not from flames but from the smoke. Mm-hmm. So his he was kind of inspired to that to create a material that would not burn. If there was a fire, it just would not burn. Oh, okay. It would not, and it would not create these toxic plumes because yeah, some of the stuff that was burning was entirely fire retardant because yeah. the temperature won't affect it. Exactly. Okay. So he used a bunch of like a mixture of different um, flame resistant materials and like some ceramics and a whole bunch of stuff, and he just kept like mixing this together to create like a a liquid that you could paint like this. This is mostly oh, okay. a liquid, but he also made it into sheets. So you could also like cut it out and create panels with it. Make like clothing out of it kind of thing. I'd assume mm, they're like, they're more like a hard plastic. Oh, okay. So okay. like building structures, ah, electrical panels, right. that makes sense. things like that. Like a replacement for wood. That's not, yeah. not as flammable. Okay. Exactly. That makes more sense. Yeah. Or like, you know, petroleum based plastics that we have all over. Or like, uh, Armor for the military. Weaponize it. Oh, God, dude. yeah. Jesus. Uh, just wait. We get into that. There's a reason you haven't heard about this until right now. So when also when heated, when superheated, it would expand and the surface of it would become like a foam. It would like pop up and become a carbon based foam. And that just added to its insulation because the heat and, oh. and heat dispersion, because it would have to go through the complete foam and it would just. Yeah, it would just disperse spread, spread perfectly. the heat out. Really cool, like creation. 
Um, it was tested by the Atomic Weapons Establishment and ICI, but he would prevent anybody from keeping a sample of it. He didn't want it to be, like, reverse Hoard engineered. Out. Yeah. But, like, multiple agencies tested this and said, yeah, this is amazing. So, of course, NASA came in and said, hey, we want this. We want to put this on the space shuttle because the heat shield on it is yeah. trash. It always has been. It still is. I mean, it's better than it was. But, like, let's paint it in this. Let's do panels in this. It could have started, like the reusable space shuttle thing that we're going through now. Yeah. Could have started that during the 70s. Oh, man. Like, it's crazy. You mean to tell me that there would be less space trash out there? This is bullshit. It was, uh, NASA only became interested in it during 1994. So he's had it since the 70s. Yeah. He's proven it to work multiple times. Multiple in agencies are interested in it, but nobody still has it in 1994. The reason being is he refused to sell the formula to anyone unless he could keep 51% of the rights because he valued it as being worth in the billions, which it probably was. Oh, easily. But nobody's going to go for the deal where he keeps 51% of yeah. the formula because at any time he could say, well, I have the ruling bit, like, yeah. get the fuck out. Not yours anymore. Yeah, it's still his. The majority of it yeah. is his. So it's not a, it, they, It's not exclusive to one company kind of thing. Yeah, so during the 2000s, he started a YouTube channel and would continue to, like, show it off that it's still working, it's, like, this huge thing. And he, yeah, he never signed, he never sold it until 2000, er, and he died in 2011. In 2013, Jesus. though, a company did buy it from his widow, bought the formula, and bought the, yeah, basically the formula and the rights for an undisclosed amount, and they claim to have reproduced it. So, if we're lucky... In the next 10 years or so, hopefully we'll be able to see per, like commercial use of this. I doubt it'll ever be civilian. It'll probably just be military shit because I'm pretty sure it was bought by a military industrial contractor. Jeez, but they, like how I awesome. Mean, they have videos of them putting a torch literally to an egg. Mm -hmm. They have videos of, like of him painting blasting it. like putting it on someone's hand and blasting the hand. And nothing. nothing. Oh, dude, imagine being that guy. Cool to the touch. like trust us and you're like yeah okay like not me no thanks if well it's like the guy who tested the first armor bulletproof vest have you seen that picture <laughs> no. there's somebody doing it he looks oh, terrified oh dude i'd imagine you're like well here we go yeah fuck that's ah oh, that shit it's so crazy like just looking at the pictures of it yeah it's documented that's like wild we still knew about it in 2011 technically if the claims from that company are true it still exists, so we haven't really lost it, but they're the only people, it's the only company that knows how to even make it. And he looks like a fucking nutty professor, too. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got the he's got the white hair bald on top, and it curls a little bit at the back because mm -hmm. it's longer. He's got this sweet little bow tie and his suspenders in the video. It's hilarious. You're just like, all right, I see you. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, it's wild. Yeah, some, some YouTuber made, a, like, a cheap-ass version of it. With he with you know the part about the expanding foam he you know those snakes the shittiest fireworks that you light and they just kind of shit out <laughs> yeah and they just like burn a mark onto your driveway yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about he like, this random YouTuber based a formula based on PVA glue and the two chemicals two of the chemicals that are in those little snakes mm -hmm. and he made something similar that oh. would expand when it reached a high temperature um, but it would. It worked, just not as effective. Not as effective. It's and not then, something that, like, mm -hmm. I'd assume that it's not something that's an organic material that you can put on your skin. Yeah, but you can make sheets out of it. You can make yeah. panels and things like that. 
which is a good first start. And then when that company came out and said, no, we, we bought it, we reproduced it, we have it. And they said, there's no PVA glue. There's no none of those chemicals in it, though. Like, no. <laughs> Just shit on him. Which is exactly what you would say if he had cracked the formula. <laughs> yeah, really, though. All right, the next one is silphium. Have you ever heard of the plant silphium? Silphium. Yeah, this no. thing was badass. It was used by the Greeks, the Romans, and the Egyptians even had a like a glyph for them. It was used as a seasoning, a perfume, an aphrodisiac, Ooh. a medicine, and a contraceptive. So right. in the Roman stories, it was worth its weight in gold. Like it was this extremely valuable plant. It was worth its weight in Bendable plastic. <laughs> yes, and starlight. And it basically only grew around one town. One, It was a small village, but then when they actually figured out, hey, this plant is awesome, it exploded, became like an economic hub to the point where they had to like regulate regulate how much they were able to pick. Because it was so hard grow, to grow Things it. like that. And it was impossible to farm. Yeah. Like they were not able to ever cultivate it. Huh. So it was said to treat cough, sore throat, fever, indigestion, general aches and pains, warts, and a bunch of more things. And they look like sunflowers. A little bit. Not really. Like a, like a like small, ferny. like a small, yeah, whatever the, like. Less petals. Yeah. So they. Yellow flowers. They look like. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so it, it pretty quickly in the second or third or third or second century B.C., it was sought after for animal grazing. It said it made the meat better. <laughs> huh. Um, but combining that with the demand as a contraceptive, it went extinct. Like, it's gone. We have no idea where it went. It's because People... you better not be preventing those babies. Heck God no. God wants them. They, God, it was it was everything. Like, you put it in your food. You could. It was a cure-all kind of treatment. You mean to tell me this was the doTERRA of oh, that fuck time? fuck off. It was the essential oil. You, I told you you can't bring your MLMs into this. <laughs> if you want to join DoTerra Oils, reach oh, out to D with Brett. Fuck, Fuck no. You. No. Uh-uh. So it was awesome. It was a great plant. Except, yeah, they couldn't cultivate it. It could have been like maybe it was a hybrid between two plants. So like a lot of hybrids to grow, grow back. wild. It had to grow naturally. Huh. But at the time, when it went extinct, there was some uh, desertification that was happening. The area was drying out, like maybe the the minerals in the soil had to be super specific and they got out of whack. Yeah. So people kept coming over and fucking with them. Humans. Who knows? Right. But let me tell you how amazing this contraceptive was. One pea-sized dose a month was enough to prevent pregnancy and destroy any existing. Oh. So you take a pea-sized amount Boink. on the first of every month and you are 100% set. Same thing with... Uh peppermint oil actually oh fuck off <laughs> god uh, no but That's how amazing wild. is that like a pea-sized amount you're good it's so basically when you took the the pea-sized amount they would um track it with their cycles because if you were going to start you take this and it, it would actually induce menstruation oh, so even man. if you took it like in the middle of the month and you took a whole dose of this you'd menstruate right then i feel like that's probably not healthy per se <laughs> but if you do it when you're already going to yeah yeah it's totally fine <laughs> like like a week after like the day your period ends you're like pop here goes oh well, yeah that's not good one. back into the bathtub <laughs> God damn. no but they like cr- crazy that's effective wild. and that that menstruation if you were on the early stages of pregnancy i, I don't know i'm not a i'm not a gynecologist or an OBGYN or anything but um, it would just cause that it. Uh, what, what's the term? The 
abortionification. <laughs> I don't know what the word was, <laughs> but yeah, it would it would basically cause a a, a miscarriage right then. Bam. Jesus. God damn. I wish I had this. The medication. miracle drug. Yeah. Great. Apparently, the it was only found near Cyrene. I just found it, and the last stock was given to Nero as an oddity. They were like, "Here, my lord, emperor, this is the last stock of the wonder plant," and he promptly ate it. He picked it up and was like, "Okay," and then he ate it. Fucking bitch. If he had kept it and like, like maybe put it in like a museum, maybe preserved it in some way, we could have like could the have DNA, yeah. to study it and potentially clone it. <laughs> If, or at least uh, figure out how it worked. If by chance anybody knows about Silphium, you know, just growing around, just just growing around. If you know anything, reach out. I will I, pay I honestly, very happily oh, yeah. top dollar. I'll pay you, what's my house worth? $210,000. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, it's fucking wild. Apparently the, the, you know, the symbol of a heart? Yeah. Apparently, it comes from this plant because of how long it was used, and its seed pods are in that like shape. It. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Fancy. Because nothing says love like an abortion. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> like uh, like birth control. There you go. There we go. That's much better. <laughs> the next one, I didn't actually put any notes in for this one because uh, I already had a ton, but it's Roman concrete. The Romans had concrete, much like we have today, except theirs was like 10 times stronger than ours. Huh. They're still like Roman concrete, like the the uh, a lot of them the are Colosseum. Still, yeah, some of them are still, still standing, up, yeah, still fucking for strong. Thousands of years. Yeah, and our concrete fucking takes a shit after ten days in the rain. Like <laughs> our our concrete can't expand and contract as well as this Roman concrete can. This Roman concrete was way better, and we think like most of these inventions we can't reproduce, obviously, mm. except for maybe the starlight, but. We think, or they think, not we, I don't know, uh, it comes from the the ash from the volcanoes around the Mediterranean, around where Rome was. Like, maybe it has something to do with their, with the ash over so long influencing the minerals huh. and the materials yeah, that they used in the rocks. It's just like the constant buildup of it, it's something. Yeah, it, they were able God, to that's... create it. Like the largest freestanding dome, like meaning no supports in it. Yeah was made by the Romans still today. Jesus, and it's still up. And it's still up. And it, it's oh, great. There are no Lord. cracks that we know of, at least. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were, and they just patch them and don't tell anybody. But Yeah, right. Like, it's still standing. But I feel like you would still be able to, like... You'd be able to tell. They would be able to tell. There's an yeah. art all over it. <laughs> like, oh. you'd be able to see it. Yeah. So, huh. crazy, awesome invention. Hopefully, we can figure it out. There, There are different groups now trying to, like, all right, let's get some volcanic ash. Does it matter, like, can we create charcoal from different types of wood to, you know, change how the concrete works? Yeah. But if we are able to get it, it's basically, have you seen, or you've you've played Wolfenstein? Yeah, yeah. It's like the Berlin in the future, and it's just all concrete. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the next one, artificial petrification. Do you know what petrification is? Like petrified wood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this dude, Girolamo Segato. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> he was in, after you did so good on the pronunciations on the last oh, episode. I did so well. He was an Italian naturalist, cartographer, amateur Egyptologist, and anatomist. Pretty smart dude. Oh, what the? I didn't put the year down. This was a long time ago. What's it called? Petrification. Artificial petrification. Oh, okay. So he became a specialist in mummification, but he created a new method of mummifying 
that was completely unique still today. He would mineralize the bodies in a way that would keep all the original colors and features of all the textures. Jesus. So you don't you don't need makeup like you you think of an of a mummy and they're just these like dried up hunks. Yeah, but of it humans. Would, it's basically like if uh like frozen in time, but they are rock hard. Yeah, like it's, the it's best... like a piece of petrified wood. Have you ever seen one where you're like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a branch, and you yeah. pick it up, and it's a rock? There's a there's a. It sounds dumb as shit, and it kind of is, but it's a petrified wood forest down in Arizona. Oh no, I fucking love that place. I mind you, I went when I was like eight, so I was like, oh, cool, a bunch of stumps. Let's go home, Grandpa. No, it looks awesome. Like it looks <laughs> like, like the I day they fell I don't remember it very well, but I just know it was like. Petrified like, Forest National oh, Park. Yeah, so amazing. Like imagine like a wax figure, but they're rock hard. Exactly. That's what it would be like. Just like I am right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> so he he created this. It's amazing. He could do it not just on bodies, but most organic substances. He got like a wooden table and mineralized it, and instantly turned it into petrified wood. It wow. still exists. I his, imagine his it's like, like uh, samples still exist. It's like when you watch people. Uh, Oh, they'll pour water out, and as it pours, it turns into like ice. <laughs> like I'm, I imagine he just like, like snaps twice, and it's just like, shook, and that thing's just <laughs> rock there. fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was a fairly quick process. Huh. Otherwise, the bodies would rot. But being way back in the fucking day, he <laughs> rumors started spreading that he learned Egyptian magic on his oh, no. travels. So. He had to, he burned all of his notes. All of his notes are gone. God damn it. He said that on his deathbed, he would tell one of his closest friends and how to do no it. no friends. Because he died prematurely. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> so he died unexpectedly. Yeah, quote, unexpectedly. Yeah, he probably My shot himself ass. in the back of the head twice yeah. with a gun that didn't exist yet. Jesus Christ, piece of shit. But like that, that's, that's a really crazy, cool technology. Yeah. We know that it's possible. If we can figure out how to do that, these podcast tables will be a lot more reflective. Yeah, it won't It'll lose bounce its all... shit when I spill water all over it. It won't lose its shit when I accidentally pour 90% alcohol on it. You dick. <laughs> Just in a small spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one, I've only got three more, so, you know, hang in there. I know this is a boring episode. Ugh, I'm falling asleep. This is bullshit. <laughs> you know, they a steam engine was invented in the first century. <laughs> it sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard this before. So Huron of Alexandria invented a super simple steam engine. Yeah. Basically, it was like a like a bowl of water with a fire under it, and then a tube, and then a circular container that had two pistons. And basically, it would all the steam would go up into the tube, and the steam would blast out of those pistons and cause it to rotate. Huh. In a circular um, thing. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I feel like. Because Alexandria had a bunch of connections to Egypt, didn't they? Am I right? I mean, they were wrong? they were everywhere. But this dude was wasn't he Greek or Roman or something? I don't know. Yeah, I. But I feel yeah, like it yeah. makes there's a sense lot of because it's, it, it at the time like it's not like they were these fucking cavemen. They're oh, like, no. oh, what's a fire? Like they're they're going to be able to utilize steam. They see it and they're like, okay, we can literally recreate this. And yeah, I see make steam like go up. Engine. Let's out make it. it move something. Exactly. So. Like, for us, we're like, oh, yeah, boil water, steam, whatever. But, like, of course, back then, they're like, how can we utilize this? Well, we also, you know, who knows what we lost from, like, the Library of Alexandria when it was raided and burned. Like, so much knowledge and information that could have 
propelled the civilization forward Jesus. that we lost. So it's ridiculous. The modern day steam engine was invented in 1698 by Thomas Savory. My favorite detail here is Thomas Savory's steam engine didn't even have like a moving part. Didn't even have pistons. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was what the fuck. <laughs> like the first century one was way more advanced because you could actually like hook shit up to it to spin. Yeah. And rotate. Um, really amazing thing. This dude, the Heron of Alexandria, created the world's first vending machine. <laughs> Coin operated. A steam-powered vending machine? It could have been steam-powered, but he also invented a wind wheel, the first wind wheel that we know of that oh, was actually okay. used in mechanics because he attached it to a, like a pipe organ, like an organ, mm -hmm. and he it was the first wind wheel-powered organ he invented. <laughs> I love it. He invented a cart, a programmable cart, where it would move and you could program like how far it's going to go based huh. on a series of falling weights. Jesus. Like super advanced. Dude, my favorite invention though from this guy was he created a 10-minute play that was completely mechanical. Really? He used a, a cogwheel and a series of ropes and pulleys in a binary type fashion. Jesus. He basically invented binary in the first century. It would completely run. You would just have to go over, pull a lever, and it would do an entire like story play. Jeez. Tell an entire story but, alone. No human interference. That's absolutely why. Like, and when I personally think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just it's timing of like pulleys and levers and gears. Yeah. But it's like you said, it was based solely off of binary. A binary type like system. Binary type. But it's just like the amount of timing and work that has to go into that. It's. And, and engineering. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy to me, like how how deep that these people would get on like something that we see as so trivial and so like uh not prehistoric but like just it's it's such like this dumb thing you're like oh yeah like you made a fucking puppet play with but like you pulleys. go try to make a puppet play like, with dude, ropes pulleys and cogwheels yeah. i couldn't do that yeah hell no not even in, like, if, if you gave me all the supplies and gave me a hundred years, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm an insane. idiot. Yeah. I'm stupid. That's why I just speak. <laughs> yeah. You don't even edit. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't really edit that much. Yeah, but... neither do you. You just yeah. made the macro, you piece of shit. <laughs> I did. But that's something. Yeah. So this dude was really cool. His inventions were something else. We always think of people, you know, 200 years and back mm -hmm. as basically peasants who just wear tall wore tall t-shirts and grew corn well yeah because it was like that's all we think, you think industrial age like you think oh, okay that's when they started making like steam-powered engines that's when they started making like the light bulb and and started working on electricity and everything and it's like okay like that's really exciting and cool but there are these huge huge inventions and they made so much progress there are thousands of years of like technology that was being developed well before oh, like yeah. uh it's not really like an invention by any means but i remember when i was just in elementary school and like middle school they were like how did the egyptians even make the pyramids like they were so blown away by it mm -hmm. and they were like how would they move these huge stones across the across this sandy desert and then somebody looked at the picture and was like, what the fuck are they pouring onto the sand? More sand? And they'd have these like ox drawn uh, like things that are just pulling like a, a big block. A huge block. Yeah. 
And somebody was like, oh, they were pouring water on the sand because it made the sand stable. It made it hard. And they were able to pull a, like, giant... Huge block. Just a giant boulder across it. It's like, okay, that makes sense. It's just, it, it's crazy yeah. to me that, like, they were able to make these advancements, and but it's not at the it same time. It seems like a simple technology, but that is yeah. groundbreaking for the area and exactly. the culture. Like, that's amazing. For people that don't have, like, and they don't have the... The internet, they don't have all of these books for, like, like from across the world, a collective library of everything. I mean, like, some mm. some did, but, like, really ancient cultures like that, they had no idea. Yeah, no. A lot of times it would be reinventing the wheel over and over again. Yeah. And I don't mean literally, just, like, other civilizations, like the Romans, would develop these aqu- aqueducts, and then we would reinvent them a couple hundred years later. Oh, and insane. same with the steam engine, you know? It's crazy shit. Fantastic. I got a couple more here. Let's see. So the the Lycurgus cup, it's a Roman invention, of course. Basically, it's a cup. It's a chalice. Mm-hmm. Fancy-ass chalice is what I wrote. Made in ancient Rome. <laughs> but based on how the light hits it, the cup changes color. <laughs> like, huh. pretty cool stuff. When the light is hitting the front, it's green. But if the light is coming from behind, it's red. And it's a glass cup. Is it based solely on, like, refracting light? Yeah. Yeah, oh, they okay. figured out it's nanoparticles of gold and silver colloid throughout the glass. And based on where, like, where they placed somehow got these nanoparticles it in order, the light it splits the, the light rainbow. in a different way. Huh. Amazing. We still, with all our technology, even though we know what it's made of, we can't even do it still. Dude, no. And how did some dude... You know, I didn't even put a, a date down. No, we How did totally some ancient Roman uh, figure this out? People said that, oh, it was probably just an accident and they figured it out. <laughs> like, okay, well, it's perfect. Like the yeah. lighting, the yeah. color change is perfect. It's not and like they just made a chalice, like one chalice. It was like, oh, hey, uh, it did this by accident. It's like it's literally engineered to yeah, do this. It's a, it's a product, essentially. Yeah. And how... Like, no, we totally know how leave... to... We know how to do that because uh, Pink Floyd actually did it on the cover of Dark Side of the Moon. It's they, Dark of the Moon? Dark of the Moon? Are you, fuck you. Uh, yeah, so we, we know how to do it. We just decided not to because it's a, a dumb technology. Yeah, it's a dumb technology. We don't yeah, need that. stupid. We don't need that. <laughs> That's um, wild, though. Yeah, and if it was just an accident, why the fuck were they messing around with nanoparticles of glass and <laughs> right. silver colloid so specifically? Like, doesn't make any sense. Oh, let's see. My last one is not the coolest one. Oh, boy. But I like it. Hit me with the worst invention ever. The worst invention. The worst of the best. It's a... <laughs> okay, so the Antikythera mechanism. This... It, look it up. Antikythera. Okay. Antikythera. All right. It was... It kind of looks like a gear, like a four-prong gear. Okay, yeah. So don't read anything about it. Just look at the picture. I Yeah, I just have Google images. Perfect. I'm a simple person. I don't... Oh, yeah. I don't read. You don't know how to read. It was recovered from a shipwreck in 1900... But it was created in 200 BC, so yeah, like this shit looks ancient. It's old. As you fuck. can see yeah. it's like corroded. It's got that green from the copper. It's from the aliens, yeah. Oxidizing, I can tell. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a. It's basically an analog computer. What it was designed to predict astronomical positions and eclipses, 2,200 years ago, taking into account the irregular, um, the irregular orbit of the moon and how we elliptically travel around the sun what the fuck <laughs> yeah like it has a dial that you 
yeah, that you I'm, connect I'm, to the moon, I'm to the looking sun. at uh, recreations of it where people have made it like with brass with the, and shit. Yeah, with the glass panels. Yeah, 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 where yeah, it's, it's like, like in a box. Yeah, yeah, they could predict eclipses and they could predict where the moon's going to be, where the other planets are going to be. Strictly based off Where of like stars are going to be system. based on a gear system. Holy shit. It's a computer. They invented a an analog computer. What the fuck? Over 2,000 years ago. Like, how amazing is this this piece of technology, especially for the time when an eclipse could, you know, cause a, a shipwreck. The thing when that amazes me. When they used the, the astronomy for navigation, that was the map. Like, the thing that amazes me is you look at, so, like, uh, if you're trying to look it up, it's anti or A-N-T-I-K-Y-T-H-E-R-A mechanism. Yep. Uh when you look at like the uh, base, I don't want to say base model, but like the original piece, is I'm like, how the fuck did they figure out what's that? Like what that's for? It yeah, it really just looks like a a shitty steering wheel essentially <laughs> that's just in like corroded and stuck in stone. Mm-hmm. And like you can see tiny little gears behind it, but it's, it like. They used like x-rays and shit to recreate it. They basically found out, yeah, there were programmable dials, one to set like, where's the moon right now and where's the sun right now? And from this gear system, predict, oh, this is where the sun and moon are going to be based on our current location and where the different stars apparently would be. And basically, it was predictive GPS in a way. Like, I I don't know how to break it down. That's not 100%, but... This Pretty time much. on AJ Blows D's Simpleton Brain. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, isn't that that's that yeah. I said that was the shittiest one, yeah, but I really like that you. one. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. I just did the least amount of notes on it. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I mean, wow. Yeah, so extremely complex, extremely intricate from, you know, a group of people that we think oh, it's Greek, by the way. I didn't say that, but yeah. From a group <laughs> of people who we think, oh well, they didn't even invent toilets yet, even though they they pretty much did, just not as fancy as the Roman bathhouses. Right. Yeah. Amazing, right? Man, that shit's wild. God damn. There's another episode I thought would barely reach the 30-minute mark. Here we are. Ugh. Well, good shit. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh, Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Why do we always fuck this up? How do we always forget to pull up Patreon? No, I have it right here. Oh, man. Okay. Thanks to Nordic Thunder, Sweet Tea, Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. For supporting us on the Patreon. Uh, and by all means, if you would like some additional content every Thursday, well, not every Thursday, but every few Thursdays. As Thursday, often as we can. As often as we can. We we'll haven't, throw we haven't up, nailed uh, it down. A couple of the the little ones. Um, check it out on Patreon. Check us out. Yeah, check us on out. On Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Points O pressure. And always feel free to reach out with uh, comments or... Oh, Jesus, concerns. Yeah, my sword. Yeah, fuck. Oh, God, my sword. Yeah, (laughs) uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks again.